Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, the word is out. They're gonna talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe to know from masterpieces to deep fried tacos and if the movie sucks you might hear them say there's no telling where the guys will take you get ready for a spoiler won't say it twice cause we're already Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers, episode 682, The Batman. Oh, the Batman All you had nine. to do was say Batman. It's not Batman. No. It's I, The Batman. I know, no, we but, understand. I always, but I always <laughs> screw up understand. the titles. Right, so I'm like, so all I you said, had to do is actually drop <laughs> the, the no, added. I went with The Batman. <laughs> oh. Batman, Batman 9. Or whatever yeah. this is. So uh, let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. And joining us today via the magic of Zoom Tube is Justin Esquivel from the Epic Film Guys podcast. Hey, Justin, how's it going? Yeah, I'm wonderful. I'm <laughs> we'll fix that. Insanely excited because <laughs> it is Batman week. It is the week that I've been waiting for. For many years. So well, I'm so I'm excited gonna, to be here. I'm going to make you wait a little bit longer while I do shameless plugs. <laughs> Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can get us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. And uh, also... Uh, don't forget to maybe leave us a review so the people that come along after you know we're worth checking out. You can also, if you w- would like to engage with us throughout the week, and why wouldn't you, uh, <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, which is called the League of Show Sharers, and we're hoping you'll share an episode with a friend or three, depending on your social media influence. Uh, people who were kind enough to share an episode this week, Chris Valls, Travis Tewitt, Chris Magic Man, Heather Sachs, Tammy Sherman Powers, Gabriel Lugo, Ralph Tribble, Tom Dowdy, Chris Williams, 
Jackson Tom 038. Perfect. That's how you say that. Uh, we have a Hulk spoiler piece, theater in session, film, nostalgia cast, binge movies, Ronnie Castle, Minorities Report, Geek to Me Radio, Chris Wilson, B. Garner, Matt Neglia, Feel and Film, and Mike Mike and Oscar. So thank you very much, everybody, for sharing an episode. We greatly appreciate it. And finally, don't forget we have a Patreon, patreon.com. Slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content, you help us out, and we like you more. And starting on Thursday, Matt Basler and I are gonna try to figure out the Texas Chainsaw Massacre timeline. <laughs> I have no idea if we're gonna get it done, I've but never seen a Texas Chainsaw. The first Massacre one is really all you need to do. Okay, yeah. Well, this is one uh, Justin will probably be interested. I in. would tend to disagree with this. <laughs> oh, okay. The Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre is like the bush light of the slasher franchise. I didn't mean all the movies. I just meant you being a horror guy. That's all. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I personally, my favorite's the second one. Um, but a, I okay. also, I, I'm very outspoken in this that as a huge slasher guy, I don't consider Texas Chainsaw a slasher. And uh, I've gone in depth about that on numerous occasions. And it's always a fun debate with people uh, when you get deep and dirty on that. But we did discuss the new Texas Chainsaw on our show recently. It was a lot of fun to talk about because it was pretty divided. But, uh, <laughs> that'll be that'll be uh, episode four or five, depending on what timeline, what number <laughs> cool. timeline we pick. <laughs> well, anyway, enough of that. We're here to talk about... The Batman. The like Batman. You can't, oh, like, man. even when we're talking about a Batman movie, I know. <laughs> like, you're, you, st- it's not enough for you. You got to go off and do I got to sit through Cyrano. Stuff. Yeah. I got to, you know. Well, okay. Before we get into it, I think we should address the curmudgeon in the room oh. and see if he liked it if or not. If that title was actually did, appropriate. To- did, did you like this movie? It was okay. I, I knew uh, it. Well, thanks, I knew Tom. It. We can take it from here. <laughs> so, we'll see you next I mean, week. look, it, it's certainly better than any of the stuff Zack Snyder gave us. Fair enough. Yeah, like, absolutely. Agreed. And so, you know, like, when you would go to parent-teacher conferences as a, as as the child. Sure. Not And the, the teacher's like, he could do better work. I know he's got be- like that's how I felt about this movie. And to wow. me, the biggest complaint about this movie is the establishing shots. He establishes the <laughs> out of every yeah. inch of that of of Gotham of, of Gotham. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I get it. Like, just fast forwarding to the like the last scene in the movie is like 50 seconds of them driving away on motorcycles. Like sure. I get it. Sure. They're on motorcycles. <laughs> They're leaving. It's been 3 hours. <laughs> I am 51 years old and I have to pee. Like get it together, Matt Reeves. Uh, wow. Like why are we lingering on things? I mean it just yeah. goes I, on and on. Now, wait a minute. It's not Matt Reeves' fault that you did not invest in a pee bag <laughs> that they make for people to go to the movie theaters. So, come on. You have to come equipped for the project. Look, when I have to pee at a two-hour movie, that's on me. <laughs> but at a three-hour movie, no. I got to. I, 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 I made through the whole thing, though. Three times during a movie, and all three times I watched this movie, I held it. So that's impressive. Me, How old are you? How that. old are you? 38. Yeah, your day's coming. Smallest bladder ever. (laughs) Look, at 38, I was fine. Something happens around 45 (laughs) where they flip a switch and you've got to pee every four minutes. Now, that being said, I made it through the whole movie. Good job. I paced myself. I didn't drink for like a week and a half before. (laughs) I went to the bathroom right before it started. That was the trick. I I held it up right until both times. I saw both times, no bathroom breaks. That's the thing with this movie. If that's not your thing, like if you don't want those establishing shots to linger and all that, I totally get why you'd think. It felt really long because, you know, but I ate up every morsel of 
those shots. I do agree that the runtime is a little ridiculous. It doesn't have to be for the story. Now, I'm, yeah. I, I totally get I, that. I, but I just think that this movie would have worked so much better if they'd have tightened up by like twenty minutes. Maybe I would. Yeah. I would agree with like, that. I do, like technically wise, it would have worked, and I can admit that. But yeah. with it being three hours, and Greg Fraser is the cinematographer. Hey on this man, film, he did is, he do? Did he do any of the Apes movies? No, he did Rogue One. Oh, which okay. is a gorgeous, the yeah, best sure, looking sure, Star sure. Wars movie of all Star I Wars movies. Um, but uh, he did Rogue One. He did Zero Dark Thirty. He did Dune, a little movie you might have heard of. Yeah, it was all right. Beautiful looking movie. <laughs> I mean, you know that that's nominated for all these Oscars. Greg Fraser being one of the best cinematographers out there. When he gives me those shots, because I love his cinematography so much, I'm just sitting there eating it up. I do. It's like I think that is the thing that I, I now. Let it be known. I thought this movie was fantastic. Yeah. I think this is probably it's my second favorite Batman movie of all time. The first one will never be topped. It's Mask of the Phantasm that will never be taken off the top. Yeah. It's there's perfect. nothing. Yeah. Like where you could say, oh, maybe this movie was a little long. Like Phantasm doesn't have any complaints no. with length. No, I think Phantasm, animation style, voice acting, story. I mean, characterization, everything. everything. Uh, yeah. This is no. This is number two. Granted. That's amazing. So you're saying this is the best live action Batman movie ever made? Uh, yeah. I think you know. You look back at. 89's Batman and that has it doesn't age as well you know like it's a I think it's a good Batman movie I think everybody involved in that is into that movie I think uh, it, for what we for what Batman what became post 89 Batman like that set the template you needed Frank that Miller, Batman I guess. to get to here yeah, yeah Frank Miller kind of sets the template in the comics and then Tim Burton takes that and then but yes we need we need 89's Batman to get to here and I think Batman 89's a masterpiece like yeah, it doesn't totally matter it. if like technically is it as good as this one i mean no. it's not in this i mean it was made a long time ago there are other limitations but i do it's think really it's kind of hard to compare when you look at the the difference in filmmaking in 1988 yeah, totally to right now. you're totally right you that's know? what i'm yeah. saying so even saying it's not the best that movie i think is i incredible. think the, i think the dark knight uh is a really good story mm-hmm. i think it's a really good you take batman and the joker out of that movie and just have it be and it still works. To have it be Christian Bale against Heath Ledger, yeah. like that's kind of like works. a heat so it's thing, not right? entirely a bad. Isn't it like Michael yeah, Mann kinda, heat? Yes. Uh, so it's not. You I think could you could say, do the same with this movie, though. I don't know. Yeah, this is yeah. seven. This is seven of that, Batman. That's the yeah. beauty of it. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. That's that's why they're both so good, Joe. To your point, is but I that think there's are... enough comic book influence in this one where there's not really that much comic book influence in the Dark Knight besides Batman and the Joker. I think in the same way though that you needed Batman '89 to get to the. the the dark and gritty Batmans we get now, Batman, Bat, Batmans. I uh, that I think you couldn't have this movie without Dark Knight. Agreed, totally agree and, with that. But um, but I think this one works in the in the same way, and it's so? definitely going for more grounded. And it's got like a seventies kind of vibe to yeah. it. It's very a little bit of jigsaw. In it's there. very French Connection, the conversation yeah. kind of yeah, a thing. I felt all that for sure. So Justin, the long anticipated opinion here. So where did <laughs> oh. you land on it, sir? Oh uh, yeah, no. I was just like holding it in, like a. Never mind. I was gonna say something. <laughs> like, but, uh, like a fifty-one-year-old. <laughs> 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 all week, baby. Uh, no, it's. Uh, you know, I my first viewing when I went to the press screening uh, a couple weeks ago, whatever. I kind of walked out not really knowing exactly how to feel about it. I mean, I knew that so much of it really like knocked the wind out of me. Sure. But it wasn't until I saw it a second time where I just, when it's Batman for me, I really need to open up, and I let it just hit me. Like I just laid on my back and said. Have at it, baby. And when it did, I really got so invested in this version of Gotham, this version of Batman. It gave me pretty much every single thing that I wanted out of the movie. Um, the aesthetic, it brought it back to more of a gothic, really darker, yet semi-realistic Nolan take on 
what Gotham City could be. Um, I, 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 honestly, after three watches, this is definitely up there as one of my favorite live-action Batman movies of all time. And Pattinson uh, may be right there next to Michael Keaton as my favorite cinematic Batman. It's, it's hard to say. I need more time for that kind of ranking sure. right now. But um, overall, it gave me... I mean, it, it checked all the boxes. Car chase? Check. Batman beating up bad guys? Check. Really good story? Check. Amazing villain? With a brilliant performance by an amazing actor, check. I mean, I, I guess that's a Batman movie for you, you know. But it also gave something fresh and different that we hadn't seen, and that's something that's been discussed so much lately. Is that whole detective noir aspect that we've never really seen out of a Batman movie, and that really, really cemented for me why this movie is really special. Yeah, I think the closest we ever got to a true like detective story is The Dark Knight. Yeah, is is that you know wor- you know trying to work. The, the multiple bullets into the bricks and trying to figure out like things like that. I think there's a little bit of detectiveness in the, the original Batman where he's breaking down the the formula, the Joker formula. Like there's a little bit of that. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think that's the that has always kind of been the miss about Batman that I don't think anybody ever captured until now where you well, see I'm him just, working ciphers and I read an interview with Robert Pattinson where he was like I didn't realize he was the world's greatest detective <laughs> like he did he's like I didn't know that was an aspect yeah. of the character and right so it's not right. a comic fan you just right. have the movies and they don't play up those detective yeah. skills they never do it's funny my dad said that yesterday yeah. when I took him to see it because he'd never read a comic ever and I said that I was like well he's a detective and he's like what really I was like I know, Dad. That you, you, you know your history with Batman is the '66 show. <laughs> yeah, I get yeah it. right. He right, still right. figured out in that show yeah. too. But you but know, it was is... called Detective <laughs> Comics. Remember that, that that DC and DC Comics? Yeah, Detective Comics. People seem to forget that. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the, even in the comics, they kind of got away from it for a while. Like it wasn't. Yeah. Now they've kind of gone back to like the Detective Comics is the detective story. The Batman comic is the superhero comic i think another really neat thing about this film is how many influences it draws upon not not just from other movies yeah not just from comics which is the no-brainer because it's a comic book character but the video games there's influences from arkham when he uh that first fight outside the subway the way he's hitting and parrying multiple people feels a lot like arkham the suit closer resembles something to arkham than some of the other towards the end yeah some of the storyline stuff is actually drawn from arkham so they take inspiration from multiple comic books multiple movies multiple video games so as a batman fan as someone who's played and watched and read all these things to see one film come in and put them all together but not feel like a mishmash yeah. like nothing is totally jarring about this film no everything works but they seek and ins- they they seek inspiration from all these different mediums where it really is a masterful puzzle to yeah. put together that they that they nailed i mean matt reeves uh, the cinematographer the actors everyone comes together in this and you know there are i, I do have I, I struggle with this version of the Riddler and it's not because it's a bad performance it's just this isn't the Riddler that I've ever seen right like he's in the the Riddler in the comics and the and the TV show and the he's movies. always kind of been like a would you ball would you like a version of the Joker that doesn't kill people <laughs> yeah, right right right, like, right. He's like Joker light exactly and I, and, and I kind of like that version this did kind of feel like we want to do the Joker without doing the Joker and we want 
Yeah. Yeah, because actually Riddler does take on some of those things. So you think about, uh, normally you think about the dichotomy of Batman and Joker creating one another right. and feeding each other. And at the end of this movie, spoilers, but uh, Riddler actually says that when he's talking face to face with Batman. You're my partner. It's supposed to be you and well, me. Well, he says, I understand that the mask is the real person. He right. says that. And that's something that Kevin Conroy has always mentioned. And I interviewed him about Batman, the animated series, and I posted a short clip on Twitter about it. But he really gets into the psychology of the character and and where he studied and thought about to come up with the character like his performance and they talk about that in the comics oh yeah about how like the bruce wayne's the mask right yeah you know that's a pretty common theme yeah the glasses are the mask for clark right so i love that but that's a that's someone that studied and understood the comic books and i think that's where this movie ultimately it, it really passes the test it's not just good looking the action isn't just good the characters are good suit all that stuff that you need but what's most important is that this movie feels like someone that understands the character which is why i'm having such a hard time with uh, so much of the twitter sphere saying that matt reeves hates the character yeah i don't get that not understand because I don't they, understand because they don't understand the character you know what i'm saying if you've read as many comics watched the movies played the games if you do that and then you watch this movie you're like, he just pulled in the best things. Like people online, there's been a lot of hyperbole out there, right? And so Good a word. lot of people, Good word, by the way, Good a, word. yeah, a mm-hmm. lot of people online have said that uh, this is the best Batman ever. Uh, this puts uh, Nolan's movies to shame. No, uh, the rich, yeah. but, but, right, right. but I mean, like a movie can be good and the other movie can still yes, also yeah, be exactly. good. Exactly. exactly. Right, right, right. So that's, that's my point, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy because like I said recently online, like I love the Nolan film. So like to, just to get that out of the way. But a lot of people are going to like that extreme and this, that, and the other, and they say this is the best. And then other people that are reasonable, like our friend Aaron at Feel and Film, he says, stop doing this. You can't say that this Batman is the only one that's gotten the character right because you have nearly a century of things that evolve and change and whatever. And it wouldn't have gotten it right without the DNA of, like you said perfectly earlier, everything else that came before. And you can, I can feel elements of so many of the other movies and stories in this movie. It just feels like... All of it melded together yeah. in this awesome version. Yeah, but so it's I, not really Batman until you get Batmite. I think we all know. <laughs> <that. laughs> but so I'm if a fucking I can Bathound in the next one, man. <laughs> right? So if I can offer the other side of that, so yes, it's not that this is the only movie that's gotten him right, but this movie gets the best Batman stories. Right. I think it's pro- that's the probably favorite Batman stories. Right, Year One, A Long Halloween, even says Hush. Which I was strain. like, come on. Oh, there's yeah, Easter like, eggs for days yeah. in this and movie. If, I think. I think. They even tap into Selena. Oh, what was the name of that book? It was Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. The when when in Rome. Yep. It, there was a mini series, but the, the the guys that did the Long Halloween and Dark uh, Victory also did a Selena Catwoman mini series, uh, and that brings in the one of the twists of this movie. I think I think it was in that one. A lot of people use each other's stories, but that's the thing, though. So we're pulling in stuff from comics, from games, and all yeah. that. Like we said already. So I think that's where th- I think what people are trying to say is that the majority consensus of like favorite Batman stories, favorite characterization, look, all that. This movie nails that. They somehow pieced together the best of all of it and made it feel like you one know we piece. didn't get to see in this movie, and I was kind of not kind of super happy we didn't see it. Boobs. Well, no, I'd be unhappy oh, that's if I fair. didn't see that. That's fair. Uh, the origin. Oh, There's no yeah, origin. Right. And I was like, thank God. Yes. I don't I need to for see. for a second we were going to get it, when they, and I was just like, oh, again. And <laughs> when he goes into the room and looks at the pictures, I was like, yeah. no, please don't have but, a flashback. Yeah, and, and right, here, right. masterfully crafted by Matt Reeves, you know, tell me about what happened without telling me what happened. <laughs> yeah. You see his hurt and pain through seeing another child lose his family right. in a similar way. They said it all yeah. without showing us one bit of it. 
You know, that's talking about that real quick, and we'll you know we're <laughs> gonna, we're not going to do this beat by beat like we usually do. We're going to probably jump around. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that they never really got with the Batman movies was his kind of like heart, right? Like it's either super goofy with George Clooney and Val Kilmer, or there's no heart whatsoever. There's a heart with a lot of humor from Michael yeah. Keaton. Kilmer's there's, not super goofy, but Clooney he, certainly. It's, it, it, Kilmer is like that. He's he's just goofy enough to get us to the goofiness of Clooney. That's Art Ronan's Dr. Meridian. <laughs> yeah. But my, th- my thought process is Kilmer's completely not goofy. See, Kilmer is a pro, and Kilmer's playing that so straight in the movie that, that, scene, Schum- that Schumacher wants to be silly. But that scene when she kisses him, when she says, I, you know, I, I can't do this, I'm in love with Bruce Wayne, and he turns around and has that doofy smile... <laughs> that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. But overall, hey, but he smiles in returns too. So. Yeah. I know. He's but, playing very weird. serious. It's very but weird. he's playing. Anyway, go yes, on. I'm but just, yeah. him giving that kid, like when we see the 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 son of the mayor, or the was it the mayor? Yeah, for the first time, and yeah. he gives him like a head nod. Mm-hmm. It's super subtle, but it's just like a little head nod. Yeah. And then when he's look at his offer, offering his hand or holding that child and carrying that a child mm-hmm. out from this catastrophe. I think that is one thing that has never really been touched on, right? Like Dick Grayson in Batman Forever is a 21-year-old. Like so you don't you get like the, an antagonistic yeah. relationship, but you don't get that father-son relationship where in this one you definitely get a lot he's he's a broken man at this point. You know right? where the like, heart is and not to say it isn't in any of the comics at all, but where the heart really is is that animated series. Yeah. Oh yeah. You get a lot of heart between Bruce and the Bat family. Yeah. And about even other- the even the who's the the Justice League sh- series where he's got the the where he has to sit down with the kid. Yeah. From the Royal Flush Gang. Yeah. You know? I mean stuff I mean, like that. Yeah. The, the the thing is and all the credit in the world to Kevin Conroy because he's always He's always been my Batman. I think yeah, he I agree. is the Batman. His he's classically trained. He's trained at Juilliard. The guy understands a performance. Like he's studying the characters, and that's why I talk about it, the psychology that he's always talking sure. about. Because the guy didn't just go, "How do I make a deep voice?" He's like, "Who is Batman? What's his psyche? All that stuff." Look at Christopher Reeve does the same thing. Yeah, I think I think that all that comes... Christopher Reeve is an awful Batman. He's a terrible <laughs> Batman. He's a, you're right. Yeah, he's, I gotta tell you though, you take give, that back. Give me that movie. He's the Batman from Speeding Bullets. Hey now, oh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was like, wait it. a minute, but you weren't making a joke. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That's a real thing. I love Matt's my favorite one shot. But uh, yeah, so all these things are true. And I think that they come together and they make the Batman just an incredible thing that I, I, we've never seen. It's hard because a lot of people say, we've never seen a Batman like this. And I know that people don't really care for it. Like, of course we have. It's Batman. He punches a bat, whatever. But something feels so unique about this because of the tone, how it feels like a Fincher movie, the detective work yeah. that we said we haven't seen on screen before. It really does feel unique. Yeah. I, there, There's also, there's a graphic novel by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank called Batman Earth One. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that here too. Like yeah. the idea that uh, maybe the Penguin had, uh, the in that book, the Penguin is, Oswald is the mayor of Gotham and Thomas mm-hmm. is making a run for mayor and he is killed in the process mm. so it's all like there are elements of all of this stuff um i mean selena kyle in this looks just like the selena kyle from year one she's wearing the same outfit same hairstyle same everything so they pull yeah you're right they pull a lot of stuff and they finally find like that perfect wavelength to get a comic accurate batman while keeping him 
in the movies. Another thing I liked about this is this takes place in year two of right. Batman. So, so there's you, already relationships you can, established. You get an early Batman that, yeah, you don't have to have the origin. Relationships are established. And he and knows what Gordon he's doing. have been working together. But also, he's not a seasoned Batman. So he's he, good, but he's not great. Right. He takes hits. He, he, you know, he, he, he messes. doesn't know Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very weird. Yeah. He messes up the paragliding thing, right? Like, yeah. he, he takes those hits, and I like He's it. nervous when he stands on yeah. top of the, like, yeah, in his mouth wide open he's scared in another batman movie where he on the gargoyle it's always like this majestic like i'm a badass and overlooking the city right, and right. here he's like, like a little bit of pee comes man, out man i hope this works you know what that I is was like whoa man that's that's luke throwing the lightsaber behind his head in the last jedi that's people that only know batman who's a badass on top of a building sure and that's them going that's not this batman yeah. he will be but right like, that's it's a different story it's a different point in his life and so i think that's really refreshing and I found I think this is a movie like uh, a couple that I've seen are um, the Last Jedi because it was so different, sure, and Solo, the Han Solo movie. You go into these films, part of franchises that you love, right? Like we've all grown up with Batman and we love him, and Star Wars is the same thing. And so you go into these movies expecting a certain thing, and when they pull the rug out from under you, do something different. Your first reaction is like, "That's not the story I know. That's not the character I know." But when I went back and watched the Last Jedi again. I liked it more, and I but saw you, that, I guess that's a good point because you don't know that Luke. We don't know that the Luke in the Last Jedi. We don't know who right. he is because we've only seen him up until you know Return of the so Jedi. So you went into the Last Jedi expecting the Luke you knew. I mean, I didn't because I read a bunch of comics and books and stuff. Okay. So I knew the I know but, an older <laughs> Luke, but I see your point. I agree you know how you. like the internet can be frustrating because it feels like it's always contradicting itself with arguments. It feel like it's <laughs> it feels like the same people that are telling you. Like you need to lose weight, or the same people that tell you you're too thin when you lose weight, right? Right, right. And and it's not that, but because it's different people, but it feels like that, right? Sure. And when people talk about like, like this isn't the real Batman or what, and the the problem is, is that there's been almost a hundred years of comics, totally, and there's so many different incarnations and versions of Batman that it's like, so. So there is no real version. It's right. been it's Just been reinterpreted. We have today. Yeah, it's been reinterpreted so many times that there is no real version. And so, if you don't like a Batman movie, it's like the weather in St. Louis. <laughs> Wait five minutes, it'll change. <laughs> That's exactly like you'll right. get another one. Right, right, right. So it's like, always been a personal preference thing for sure. Yeah. So and, and he's th- always looked different, right? Like you can either do the Bob Kane or the sorry the Bill Finger Batman, or you can do the. The Norm Brayfogle Batman. Yeah, you don't want to do the Bob Kane. You've no, seen don't that, do that Batman. One. It's 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 real. It's real bad. Yeah, real you, bad. You don't uh, want to see that one. That's. But yeah, you know, you. For me, like my Batman growing up was Norm Brayfogle. Like Norm Brayfogle, or uh, he's really the one that I think of the most. Uh, I love Neil Adams. Neil Adams is a great Batman, but he but he wasn't he was the seventies Batman. I wasn't reading comics yeah. in the seventies. Norm Brayfogle had yeah, those was, crazy horns. <laughs> yeah, like they, they were like. <laughs> Crazy tall, yeah. yeah. Were, like as long as his arm. My absolute favorite design ever, probably. He's like he draws a great Batman, yeah. but Norm Brayfogle's Batman was the one that I was like, "What is ha-? like?" He is it, almost Todd McFarlane esque, like in the way that he would draw his cape, and like there's a all kinds of great. It's stuff. It's like your favorite Bond or your favorite SNL. Cast. That's who Batman yeah. is, right? Though. Like Batman is just another version of Bond because yeah, you, Bruce Wayne, you, right? Well, it's not even Bruce Wayne, but like you get a different actor, you get a different yeah. director, a different writer, different stories, yeah. 
So, so, so that's why I think it's important to go in with an open mind and why the first viewing of a movie, like I did when I went to Solo, and I'm like, man, that's not Harrison Ford. And then I watch it again, and I'm like, you know what? This is the character they've cast to play Han Solo. No one else is Harrison Ford. And I had a lot of fun with that movie. I saw it three times in, in theaters, and the third time I had the most fun, right? Sure. This movie I saw the first time, and I liked, like like Justin said, I knew I liked it. I came out of it, and I go, I really liked it, but I have to let that sit because I've never seen anything like it. And then I thought about it for several days, and then I just saw it for a second time yesterday, and I left it and absolutely adored every moment. Like, it, it's different, right? So it took me that second viewing to let it sit to where I was like, okay, the first viewing is let's figure out what they're doing here because right. this is different, and I, and I expected one thing. And uh, the second time knowing it, then I paid attention to all the little details, all the Easter eggs, all the just... The, There's a lot. And, and, There's and, a lot of little and stuff. And all the set design and all the, the attention to detail they paid in making Gotham feel like this grungy dirty gotham that the comics have always said it is and you see well it. they they definitely you know obviously the, the the theory is that it's been you know metropolis is new york during the day gotham is new york during the night can't really say that it's not new york when the uh center place is called gotham square square garden uh, gotham yeah. square oh, they made their garden. Like, well yeah. okay we're in new york that's what we are now like there's no if ands or buts about it i've i've always thought of chicago of chicago like chicago as is gotham and new york is metropolis and like california you know coast cities in california and stuff like that but see it, gotham's new york bloodhaven's new jersey i guess you could say that sure one of the most important things about this movie and it's the first time for me at least since the burton movies where i felt completely transported to a different place yeah yes. i would agree with that completely. this is a gotham that is terrifying you do not want to walk down the street at night when it's dark that opening sequence is a horror movie oh yeah. i love it it's I, I incredible mean, as a big horror fan I, that all works so well for me but i also liked that it melded together obviously shots of a real city mm-hmm. but when you're on the streets and stuff like the iceberg lounge within and outside it felt like batman mm-hmm. to me when you looked at the architecture and the style it's gothic. There's a little bit of Art Deco in there, and it brought me back to that, which to me is Batman. I love the Nolan movies. 89 is the only other movie that feels like that. Exactly. Got- 89 is so Gotham, not anything else. 89 is, is Gotham turned up to a 11. But but, but no, yes. what I mean is that you don't watch 89 Batman and say that's New York. Right. When you watch oh, Nolan sure. movies. I, wa- I watch 89 Batman and say that's a set. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. Yes. But yeah. But <laughs> I mean it's it's cool looking, but, but it doesn't like, yes. but it's but there's nothing about it that looks quote unquote real. But but like with Nolan, what your point like you when they're walking down the street or they're doing it's Chicago. We're in St. Louis. Chicago's five hours away. That's a, that was my point I was getting to is that yeah. he set it up perfectly and begins when you had the narrows, it was like sets and it felt like Gotham yeah. to me. But then when he's just driving down the streets in Chicago, I'm like, that's just a regular city. That to me was not Gotham in the way that I viewed it. And here they've brought it back to something more along the lines of what we saw Anton first do in eighty nine but also still had that Nolan influence. Like, it's a real city. There's a real subway. It, it's, yeah. There's, like, it's a living, breathing behemoth. It's a character. And yeah. that's one yeah, thing that's that the, the, the Nolan films did not have to me. Gotham did not feel like a character. Gotham, like yeah, and Gotham should be a main character. And it's like uh, Selena says at the end of the movie when the bat signal goes on. And, you know, he, she says, you're already spoken for. Like, Gotham City is a person. It's his... They get married in the comics. Like, that's a whole thing. Sorry, Tom. I know you haven't read... God, you've you're got fine. A, you've got oh, a stack of comics yeah. you haven't read in 20 years. Yeah, you're but, fine. Okay, good. Uh, Superman died, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, 
But so like that whole. Oh, how's his dad doing? <laughs> Great. Oh, okay. wait, which one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the thumb drive. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. Thumb drive. <laughs> drive. Oh God, man, I love that. I was good. laughing during that. People that say this movie has no humor because it's dark. There's a lot of humor. Jeffrey this Wright movie. is. Look, I think Gary Oldman will always be the best Commissioner Gordon. This is a very different Commissioner Gordon, but I like it. Yeah. I'm into it. He's a. He, but I do like that he calls him man. Which I just the, thought was weird. I was like, second time, I know you, hey, man. <laughs> the second time I watched the movie, I realized, yeah, he never calls him Batman. He's like, hey, man. Hey, man. He always calls him man. The only person, I think, that actually uses their superhero name, quote, superhero, quote, unquote, is the Riddler. Oh, sure. He he identifies himself as the Riddler, but like Batman never calls himself the Vigilante the or Bat- a hooded vigilante or mass yeah. vigilante. And like, like vengeance in yeah. this. Vengeance, yeah, yeah, like no, it's like the media calls him the Batman. Yeah. Right. Like, and I know some people don't like the, 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 and I will say when I first started reading comics, the idea of calling him the Batman irritated yeah, it's me. It's from the comics. But, <laughs> and I love it because it makes him a myth. Yeah, it but it's too. like yeah, that, the Batman. The Batman yeah. is what other people call him. Yes. Right? Like yes. In that, which is why this movie's yeah, called Yeah, he's that. Batman. His yeah. name is Batman, not right. the Batman. Right. They Says call it on him. his, on his yeah. American Express. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you nailed it. I mean, yeah, it's other people saying the Batman. And and that just makes it sound like a, a terrifying demon lurking in the shadows. The bat, the boogeyman. You're absolutely the right. Batman, that that right? opening scene when the second scene Oh yeah, right. Because the right, opening right. scene is Riddler is watching the, is, the, is the murder, yeah, of the, of the murder of the of the mayor of the mayor, and that's I will say that's the other thing I like is I think so I know most of these characters' names, right? Like what I, I didn't like about that opening scene mm. was that it was it was written as if the 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 bad guys, the gang that he's yeah. fighting, the the Joker's. It's what? one version of they took influence. They look like Arkham goons from the games. They yeah. look like the oh. Joker gang. They I, look like the mutants from the, the kinda, Dark Knight. Yeah, Returns. I can see they, that. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of influence. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah the, but I didn't like the fact that they seem to have no idea who he is. Yeah, when he walks out of the shadows, they're like, yeah, man, let's go. Right. When and everybody else is like, we're going to bounce. He's <laughs> all over the news. Right. Like he's, you know, it's they, you know, it's year two of Batman. So like, so he's already breaking arms and smashing so skulls. If, you, if you're a, if you're a street criminal, <laughs> I'm thinking the guy who's been out there, you know, dismembering street criminals <laughs> is probably on your radar. Yeah, right. Well, we even get And there that, are right? multiple lines in that scene w- where they clearly don't understand who he is or what they're up against, right. which what I, I don't buy. But yeah. what I like is that when he's journaling and so that after... I got after, to, uh, real quick, the monologue, like, I was like, dude, this is like... Frank Miller, like that's what this is. Like, that's incredible. This, Him the, reading the journal yeah, that I, he's I writing. Got unfor- I know we kind of bag on Zack Snyder. Uh, sorry for anybody that likes those movies, but like I'm not. Yeah, I do, but that's okay. Okay, I'm well, sorry. I don't like. I'm not going to bag on it too hard, but like the uh, the journaling and the is, is the Alan Moore thing, the Frank Miller that that thing is actually that whole idea is out of comics that doesn't exist anymore. The inner monologue, right? It no like it used to be. That's what you're reading the inner. Well, you get yeah. bubbles, and it was like the the writer is telling you like what's going on in that mm-hmm. world and then you'd get thought, thought bubbles, thought bubbles yeah. of what's going on in their head the thought bubbles are gone it is all like they've replaced the i don't want to because writing the creative writing with thoughts mm-hmm. so like getting that I, all i could think of was like him hunched over in his cave journaling and the, the journaling is a thing that i think has always kind of been a thing where he had, there are journals upon journals of like all of the things that Batman has done. And what he says in that scene that I really like that I think kind of answers what Tom is talking about, which is speaking to the 
how has not everyone ran into him yet is he talks about it. he says i have to be selective i can't be everywhere yeah. at once so you see all the criminals but the ones that know who he is when that signal goes on the guy robbing the convenience store is scared crapless right right you see all the other people graffitiing they drop their cans and run because he could be behind any of those shadows at any moment yeah and he chooses to come out of the shadows even the even the gang though i mean the the one the young guy who's supposed to be getting initiated here by beating up this innocent person looks up at the sky he he sees it. He knows that actor plays Tim Drake on Titans, so he could. Be, I jokingly said that I was like, "Well, there's your Robin." So there could be. It could be okay. him leaving that gang and becoming you know, Dick, not Dick, but well, yeah, Tim, yeah, um, and because sure, let's jump to the third. Robin I know, right? Yeah, rather but, than take care of the the other two, but the, the one who we never talk about. But when he says things like "hush," when he sets up, when he puts an actor here, that doesn't mean they will. Right? No, he's, I know. I he's know. gone on record just to be more specific. That last scene of the almost last scene of the movie with uh, Joker and Riddler when they're in. Uh, I think you mean Arkham Inmate. That's what it says in the credits. <laughs> no, <laughs> Reeves, oh, Reeves said no. that. No, it, I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you're right in the credits. But when you have that uh, second to that last. That was so it wouldn't pop up on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah right, right. Um, but uh, Reeves says, yeah, that's the Joker and they're in there. But Reeves said, absolutely not. This is not setting up the next movie. Well, so it's absolutely ridiculous. It's just. I, I don't even. It frustrated me so much watching this movie and going, why have him in it at all yeah. if you're not going to do anything? And we've already had him so much. He explained it, though. He wanted to, one, know that, wanted audiences to know this is an established Batman, like in the year two, people are established, and that also the rogues gallery, they're out there. Like they so could be, big. They could be out there at any moment for any story, but there's a lot of criminals like Batman says in the beginning, and there's only so much time. So the point is he's not saying this is a setup for the next movie, like finding a Joker card, you know, on the crime scene. This is just showing this is an established Gotham and they're all out there. I just want to set that. Well, and he also, I read an interview where he said that he's not the Joker yet. Well, he definitely looked like the Joker. He looked like it and sounded like it to me. Yeah, but that's that he's in the process of, I guess that's true because I mean, if we're only in year two, like the Joker, you know, the, and the, that they've the, already crossed paths. Yes, which is fine, right? Like, Batman but I, probably put him in there, right? But I so. do think See, that the, to Matt Reeves's point, the Rogues Gallery is so massive. There's so many stories to tell. I got to tell you, if I can get like a 15 year moratorium on the Joker in a movie, I'm fine with it. Like, take there's yeah. you can do Freeze, you can do Two Face. They've set up Two Face, kind of. Joker should maybe be the last one that Reeves does. You know what I mean? Like, you can do it, but like, yeah, don't do it second. Look, Leonard or... Skinner doesn't open a concert with Freebird. Thank yeah. you. Right? Like, it's, and... and you build to it. Yeah. Yeah, so and, that's what I mean. So I, I just think, I mean, you get that one scene. He said there was a second scene he filmed. I thought with, there was more to that. Which like, I'm glad to, they cut, because it didn't sound like it made any sense to anything. Yeah, he said it was redundant. There was, there was already a scene that established the same thing, but there's another scene where Batman goes to Arkham. Uh, it was a Hannibal Lecter thing, right? Yeah. Like, he's taking so many inspirations. Uh, Batman would have gone to Arkham and would have talked to this character played by Barry Keough. He was in Eternals. Yeah, he's, and he, I, um, I think he's a cool he's really choice great. to be the Joker. Yeah, I like it. But, if but, we get there. But there's a scene where I mean, he goes well, and does the Hannibal Lecter thing where he's like trying to get information of how right. the Riddler would think. And like in theory, that's a really cool thing, bringing in other film influences like he's already done. But he said in the end, there's another. there are other things in the movie that establish the Riddler's mindset and stuff. It just wasn't necessary. Yeah. Um, but he did a test screening and he did screenings with the the Joker and Riddler scene and without it and the one with the Joker in it got higher ratings every time so people dug that he made an appearance 
appearance, but also not to read into it. He right. just left it in to establish the villain. But I think the GA, Kevin, is going to have yeah. the hardest time with that. See, we get that. But, you know, all the Joe Schmo moviegoers in there are going to go, oh, the Joker's in the next one. So they're going to mm-hmm. expect that. So he, I, I, I have yeah. to understand Reeves' mindset, but also you have to look at it from a, a broad viewpoint and that so many people, oh, the Joker's in the next one. Because that's what they're used to. That is true. And not everyone's going to go read those interviews like, oh, it's not a Marvel thing. I'm but not, you, you know. <laughs> you know what's but. interesting, though? And and Reeves is an auteur. He clearly did whatever he wanted on this movie. And I don't, I mean, good. So, Absolutely. But so Reeves did that because it was, I mean, not saying he just did it because of test audiences, but I mean, he filmed those scenes and wrote those scenes. I he almost wonder. Because he wants to do it. Yeah. yeah. I almost wonder if the studio was like, you need a Joker. You gotta. You, you need to put him in there, yeah, right? He's yeah, he's he's our money maker. Could like, be. Yeah. Our our the last time he was in a movie, it won an Oscar, right? You know, so and it's well, no, now, that's not true. <laughs> not this Joker, right? Didn't the other the other one won an Oscar? No, I meant the last time the Joker was in a movie would have been like Suicide Squad. Oh, that's true. That's oh, true. that's yeah. right. and it won <laughs> an Oscar. Well, for, yeah, it won for, an like, Oscar. for like sound editing, yeah, no, makeup, yeah. yeah, makeup. But yeah, yeah I talk think, about makeup. Yeah, this is Colin Farrell in this movie. That's wow. the one thing that we haven't touched on yet, and Incredible. I. Like there have been so many. Well, there's been one other, two other versions, live action penguins, right? One is the Burgess Meredith, Burgess Meredith which is the very comic accurate for the He's time. Great. That whole rogues gallery: Frank Gorshin, Burgess Meredith, yeah, Caesar Romero. Caesar all Romero is Earth, the Joker. Earth, oh Kid, my Julie god, Newmar. Earth, yeah, the two cat women. Three, I mean, there's, there's another one, but oh, is there a third there's one? There's three. Yeah, okay, but. <laughs> They were so good, and they Lee Merriweather. Lee Merriweather. Lee Merriweather I was, that's the first name I was going to say. Yeah. But, um, they did such a good job bringing the comics at that time to life. Yeah, and doing the silly thing and all. Yeah. I mean, I love that whole series. I have that. Like the 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 figure from the Superpowers collection looks just like it. And then you have Danny DeVito, who is, which is like a, wackadoo. Yeah, like it's that's Burton. That's full Burton. That's all Burton all the way. Yeah. This I love is it so much. Oh, it like <laughs> I love it as super, a Bur- <laughs> I love it as a Burton thing. It's wait. Are you a Batman Returns like super fan? This was discussed last time we were. Yeah, that was like a year <laughs> yeah. ago. Yeah, we I'm don't actually have to read. Guest, guesting on a Batman Returns episode later this evening. So, oh, yeah, nice. That's, that's what I'm always yeah. willing to sit and talk about. Were you and Ryan L. Terry would uh, get along very well? Yeah. No, I know he. That's one of the first things he told me when he <laughs> he saw the movie. He literally messaged me and said it wasn't Batman Returns, ah, <laughs> and that's why he didn't like so it. Crazy. And that's how I read it. And I was like, so okay, much dude. loves that, and I get it. I it's, love that movie too. It's but so, yeah, yeah. No, um, uh, but yeah. So but we this, get two. Very... I gotta tell you, this is my favorite version of the Penguin. Like because this, this is, is great. The more modern Penguins, a mobster. Right, he's Which not. A, he, he's not a joke anymore. He's right? not a joke. Like he. Is, well, I guess the the character on the show, I guess, kind of does this. Doesn't he, he have kind of like a turn? Yes, he. They did this. A lot of credit to Gotham. I think I talked about this online with Justin. Like Gotham starts off rough, but really, as you watch the show, there's a lot of good yeah, stuff. I in got there. to that Two Face episode, and I was like, I'm done. But they do this characterization. You see the Penguin come from a lowly guy up to a mob boss. Yeah, and so they get that characterization right, and yeah. this jumps right into the mob boss character where he's the right hand man of the biggest mob boss out there i gotta tell you i've never said his name right my carmine falcone is it falcone or falcone falcone because in the nolan stuff they call him falcone it's falcone well that's That's something i I remember them saying when they did that movie they actually asked some of the people at dc what it was and they were told falcone so that's why they called him falcone that's what i'm saying well they played a prank on him if it was falcone and maroney that sounds like some Macaroni. That's yeah, what, that's what I said. Yeah, right? no. You can't say I gotta make I one sound different. 
I, I think I think it is. I've always and, said Falcone and should be Falcone. Falcone. But, I mean, it also sounds like Corleone. Yeah, like that's the you know. Well, so uh, he's also amazing. Oh my gosh, Colin Farrell is incredible. Oh no, I mean John Turturro. Oh yeah, no, okay, yeah, both of them. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway. that makeup job though, I mean, Colin Farrell yeah. really did sink deep into this character. Yeah. I remember yeah. turning to my dad during it. I was like, "Do you know who that is?" He's like, "No." I was like, "It's Colin Farrell." He was like, "What?" I mean, so yeah. many people are going into this, and I, I mean, I questioned his casting immediately, but then I also yeah. trust in Reeves. Trust. That whole in yes. Reeves we trust thing goes a long way, and I'm like, there's a reason why. And when I saw the movie, it was perfect. I mean, he just literally embodied that character. When you saw that first picture, you knew why, Justin. Well, I know, but but I wanted I wanted to see it. Sure, I wanted sure, to sure. feel it. I wanted to you know actually yeah, take I, a bite out of it yeah. and taste it. This is this is more of the Arkham games penguin this yeah. this version of the penguin Definitely. And, I, and i thought you know having him kind of be the second hand man but yeah. like making the moves to be the man yeah. they've uh, been the the iceberg lounge which was from the 90s in the comics but they've in the in gotham they do it in the arkham games they it's do a, it it's a major point in it's the, become in the world it's become now mm-hmm. yeah that the iceberg lounge is the thing and he's runs that club and all that and so they take those inspirations but back to falcone though and john oh, Turturro. Man. i wrote in my written review i'm like this is one of the best things Turturro's ever done and i love Turturro, especially his comedy stuff and his early work with the coen brothers and all that but man like he's good as falcone i like who was it in begins Oh, dang oh, I it. don't care remember that guy's name. But, but you know that guy, but right? He, he, well, Eric Roberts was, was Maroney, that's Maroney and Falcone was Tom Wilkinson. Tom Wilkinson, Tom Wilkinson yes, who just yeah. didn't have like he didn't have it. Like he didn't have He's that good, but he didn't thing. have that presence. Uh Totoro does this thing that's more like Corleone, yes. right? It's that soft spoken, it's that like you know this guy means business, but he's gonna talk to you like a friend and he's gonna yeah. put the hand when on your he, shoulder. Right before he stabs you. Right in the before throat. he chokes you. Yes. Well it's 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 he's like, I'm threatening you, but I'm putting this under the guise of I'm not threatening you. Right. So you can just agree with me mm-hmm. and still have your dignity. Yes. But if you're yes. you know but if you're not gonna go along, it's gonna get ugly. It's but gonna like, get ugly. But we can put this this, this mm-hmm. lacquer on this that will allow you to pretend like you came to this decision on your own. I'm willing to give you that. I like much. that. When yeah. he when he when he and Pattinson have that one on one, when he starts telling Pattinson like oh, you know man. about his dad, and I was like, God dang, like this. And that's a thing out of the comics too. Careful, like, boys, you got the Prince of Gotham yeah. right here. God, he's so good. He's really right. good. But the, like that's another plot point from the comics is yeah. that Thomas Wayne saved the Roman's life, and I. I think that was in The Long Halloween or Dark Victory. It was in one of those it's, two. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But, yeah, the idea that, like, all of this could have been avoided had Thomas Wayne not been a good man and not lived by his code and mm-hmm. let him die, but he couldn't do it. Right? God, there's and, so much to unpack here. In this. I like the fact that Thomas Wayne is a little dirty. Yeah, I, I uh, because, because, because... Kind of. Because That's a, it's, it's like, ambiguous. You, you don't... I mean, he made a deal with... Roman, he he wanted him to take care of it, not take care but of. But he it. went That's, to a mob but, boss. What, you, yeah, like that. Uh, but I believe feels like plausible <laughs> deniability. But in the no, in the movie, I said when, take care of it. In the movie, when right. I, meant there's two sides. There's ti- <laughs> there's two sides to every story, and we get Falcone's story and we get Alfred's story. And yeah. so I really truly believe, even though I know each one is influenced by their own version, but I truly believe that Thomas Wayne. Like didn't know what to do, wanted to protect Martha, and he goes to the only guy that he Why knows. Why did you say that name? 
<laughs> because it's the name. So, uh, so he goes to the guy that can do something about it to protect his family. Okay, like, but I'm, if you're going to a mobster and you don't want them to kill somebody, you say, "But don't hey, kill don't them. kill that guy. <laughs> Help me, rough him up if you need to. Break a but couple fingers. Don't kill him, guy whose job is killing people. See how I I, I took it as him shake, telling him to take care of it in a way like just talk to him." Offering him money, yeah, not ever indicating that he wanted him to actually harm the guy. I hear you. So he's going to do what he's going to do. When you go to a mob boss, who had like a guy who gets who is going to die. You don't go to Burger King and order a Big Mac. (laughs) Like, actually, I I think I have, (laughs) but you're not going to get one. (laughs) You're going to get a a double. Where's that special sauce? I know you got it back there somewhere. I think it's fair to say that the character made the wrong choice, certainly. And I think desperate people do desperate things. And I think sure. for the story, I think that he made a very bad choice without actually wanting him to kill the guy. I really do. I believe that he didn't want to and, kill the guy. In retrospect, but, I think, yeah, duh. But I, it's I, just, I, I just... But I do that's agree. That's awful Pollyanna, Pollyanna-ish to think that someone of his stature and like this is wasn't like a 19-year-old kid. Yeah. This was a guy who's savvy enough. He's running for mayor. He's a, and, and, and at the end of the day, you don't become a billionaire by being a nice guy. Right. Hard stop. Right. And like, Unless you're and, Thomas Wayne. And, <laughs> and, and so I'm I'm glad that they removed they they I'm glad they dirtied that up a little. Yeah, bit. I, I agree I, with the thought there, though, yeah. even if I don't agree with what his actual, they give you enough to hang your hat on to where like yes. if you want to believe it. Thank you. OK, you know who he the, didn't know. I, yeah. I think the okay. guy, I think the character you can get away with that with is yeah. Jonathan Kent. And I like Jonathan Kent is the one like father figure that kind of needs to be infallible and like right. is, is yeah. never did you know to hard working man on his path right you get you know you get he's also not a billionaire also he's a farmer right you know oh. like a he's a he's a working class guy who's just trying to raise this kid but yeah like I do like the idea that the Waynes forever right in all of comics. All of movies, all of animation are infallible. They're these right. godlike figures that Bruce is constantly trying and we to. We don't live in an age where you can really be. believe that billionaires haven't done something kind of exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, right. I think what Tom touched on, which is, I mean, the the best part about this is that you still have enough there to, if you want to believe. Yeah, and they and he still set. Uh, Batman on his path, right? But oh, yeah. but oh yeah, you know one of the subplots of this movie or underlying themes is privilege, right? Yeah, and, big and time. So you know, so it's like he he does come from privilege, and where did he get that privilege, and 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 what was done to afford him that privilege? Right. Sure. And yeah. I mean, Catwoman straight up says. I'm going to go after all the billionaires like the Waynes and, yeah. and, yeah, and says, you sh- I think you'd be on, on their side. And he was like, hey, how about we yeah. don't yeah, go after well, the Waynes? I mean, not Ooh, all of Everybody them. else is fine. That's yeah. a great but line, though, to be talking to and them. That's, yeah. the, that's the one thing we haven't touched on is Zoe Kravitz. And I think she... I was going to just bring that up. Oh. Yeah. I think that it needs to be discussed. I gives... don't think you can touch on her. No. Channing Tatum will have none of that. <laughs> yeah. Dad won't have any of that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know They're dating. Oh, who's her dad? Oh. Uh I, Jason Momoa. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it's, so yeah. she's got two scary dads. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't want to mess with either <laughs> yeah. of them. I look, Returns is the movie that made me fall in love with Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. For, you know, because she was that Catwoman. She was the only. Not Grease 2? Not, well, anything at that point, you know, like <laughs> we could talk about it happened one night or whatever that, you know, the fabulous Baker Boys. We can keep going. Oh, fabulous Baker Boys. Uh, Scarface. That's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, 
but she was never like the comic book version. She was the Tim Burton Catwoman. Right. Everybody in that movie is the most Tim Burtoniest Tim Burton. Agreed. Thing. And if you love Tim That's Burton, true of any Tim Burton movie, <laughs> Batman, Batman. Batman. Yeah. I mean, now I they're not as much, but like the first Batman seems Dumbo's not a Tim Burtony Tim oh, Burton movie. Yeah, it is. He he's come back around to it, but I mean, for a little bit he was branching out. But the Batman Returns, every character though, like we're <laughs> Max Shrek. But eighty nine feels like does not feel like he's getting there. He's getting, he's there. getting there. It feels he's... different because John Peters. Let's yeah. make that. Clear. Yeah, that's, that's why that movie that's feels fair. a little bit more traditional action adventure Batman than Returns, when it goes to John return. Peters that is a so full blown that. Burton fest where it's like none other. And for it, for better or for worse. I mean, if that's your jam, good. But <laughs> Zoe Kravitz in this, I thought was the best Catwoman I've ever seen. Like Phenomenal. she, she's got the Frank Miller's. Like I said, she's wearing the same outfit. That she wears when Bruce Wayne meets her for the first time in uh, year one. She is bisexual. Yeah. You know, you've you've got her infiltrating the club. You've got her as the... Oh, here's this one of the spoilers. She's the daughter of Roman Falcone. Which is hinted at in the comics, but never actually established. Correct. And this is very much established yeah. that she but is his daughter. But that's pulled from another comic where pulled, she, yep. she wonders, when is in Rome. she? Yeah. yeah. And, and so this one's like, yep, that's the deal, which is another... Reveal that, she like, gives the Roman his scars, like on it's his nice face. Though, that have That's a, long Halloween. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to have an actress who's uh, third generation Hollywood <laughs> preach to us about privilege, though. And the nice That's uh, fun. <laughs> That's fun times. <laughs> yeah. Wait, who's the first generation? Uh, who's her grandfather? Lenny Kravitz's mother was uh, Helen on uh, the Jeffersons. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. And yeah, and I guess her mother. You know, yeah, Lisa Bonet. Right. Yeah. yeah. You get a little bit of uh, all. But, come on, you know, from all she's sides, an actor. She's got it all over the line. Oh, I, I mean, know. You it's know, it's like, like, <laughs> I get it. I think it's yeah, worth pointing I, I, out. I know. That's, I mean, I that's also, part like, of a lot of actors that are preaching about anything where you're like, yeah. you don't really get it. Like, that's, <laughs> do you really do you understand? Really? But I think her costume is great. I think I, I that's kind of from the Nolan verse is like the practicality or the real worldness of her costume. Yeah, I like just making the cat ears out of a, like a ski mask type thing. I hated that. The I like that again when we talk about like we thought Nolan was grounded. Yeah. And again, prefaced, I love the Nolan movies, but I joked with someone else. I said, this movie makes the Nolan movies look like Batman forever. A little bit. It has its moments. It's just so grounded. And, and that's hyperbole. But you yeah. know what I mean? It's uh, it's This movie is so grounded when it comes to like, he doesn't fly with putting his cape up and gliding around with it's something. Like a, it's like a pack He has a paragliding suit. suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a real thing that they have, right? Right. And so they make those little differences. And so that's why the penguin doesn't look ridiculous, right? He's not a caricature. He's a mob boss looking yeah. guy. Uh, Catwoman has like what could be perceived as little cat ears out of a, a hat that she yeah she just doesn't pull it down all the way That's yeah the it, only difference. It, it, there are little things in the movie like that to where you get the classic look of the her characters. nails her nails are real long, nails which i was like yeah, all right that's pretty dope claws, like that's yeah. it's not yeah, claws, long nails being claws but, like katie turned to me when we saw the movie and she's like i love how her nails are long like their claws right? right so it's little things like that at the end i noticed that when she's on the motorcycle she has motorcycle gloves and the tips, <laughs> tips are, cut are cut off, off. so the nails yeah, can stick yeah. out which of course how else would you get luckily them? you had four and a half minutes to look for that i loved every freaking moment of them they at the end of the movie that we're just going to jump to now not that we can't bounce around but they go on this road and they part ways catwoman says go with me and she realizes he can't because he's spoken for by gotham and they go down the path one takes a left one takes a right and batman is certain he made the right choice that he has to make but he still looks back in the rearview mirror sure I mean, it's just Great a moment. the it's long because you're supposed to. He's had so live many. In it he's had so many relationships in the comics. I think there's, and I you know Talia, uh, mm-hmm. Zatanna, 
but the one that always comes back around the mayor's is, kid in the beginning dressed like a ninja like that was a great yeah, homage yeah, to he, uh, to bruce rachel ghoul oh, and sure, the, sure, sure. the league of assassins like that's the, just the ninja costume with right. the so, big sword i thought it was a nice it was pretty yeah. good uh but catwoman is always the one mm-hmm. that is the closest we always have that you well, know i think there's until always, you watch phantasm i guess oh. i guess that's true oh yeah no no no. mask of the phantasm when you talk about relationships and bruce oh, being happy sure. and thinking he can have a life outside of being the batman and then having to struggle with making the right choice i mean everything about that yeah, movie is a brilliant. perfect movie if you haven't seen it don't go that's a cartoon movie so it's some kind of kids I saw movie it's, in theaters yeah yeah i, I did saw too. it too it was an empty theater opening right. night but cool I was with there. me people yeah <laughs> uh but like yeah she is she's a i think they've never we talk about perfect casting right and chemistry that is Have the you other ever thing. seen chemistry between a Batman and any other actor as much as this movie? No. I mean, I think they nailed the chemistry. Well, they're are they together or were they together? Mm, not that I know. Mm, Isn't that not one of the rumors? Is they, they may have been together. I, I don't know. I can't speak on that. I think but there was a there was a quote on you know okay. from the garbage train that they were together while while filming. They're two very good looking people two very good actors and they have tons of chemistry and I can't ever remember. I mean, I know that the stuff in returns you could say is sexy or whatever. It's Michelle Pfeiffer in that suit. I'm not going to deny it. That scene where they're like looking at each other's scars on the big couch, which is just the most ridiculous fireplace that would set, (laughs) they would melt them like that fireplace was dumb. But, (laughs) but yeah, we're like, he's like, where'd you get this one? And we're, you know, and she has, they both have to like make up lies because they've given each other their own scars. Well, they don't actually talk about it. They just feel it. And then they start like, Hey, how are you? But like real sexual, tension and yeah. chemistry in this movie i think those two actors i don't know I mean, did you believe them together i thought it was pretty yeah, good it was fine okay. <laughs> i just wasn't was kind of like blown away by it like i was just <laughs> okay yeah. so I, I think that's the most powerful thing about her in the movie is that chemistry see yeah. i kind of the, though i was blown away by the movie overall she was the weakest link for me oh, really? i think she was fine um okay. i think she was good in the role she lacked a certain charisma and sensuality that I associate with Catwoman. Um, she was sexy and beautiful, but there was something about when she's like walking through the club, all like, you know, powerful that came off as a little bit forced to me. Yeah. Um, she's not really Catwoman yet in this movie. I, I was going to say she's younger agree with than that. the other. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm he's, if he's more... in year two, right, we can assume maybe she's in like yeah. year one. Yeah, so which is why I let a lot of that go and why yeah. I ended up enjoying her. But by no means am I going to jump on a bandwagon and say she's the greatest ever. For me, at least, no. Okay. Definitely not my You favorite. also like Batman Returns. I love Batman Returns. <laughs> I also liked Anne Hathaway's Catwoman, oh, I'm not really okay. Catwoman yeah. sure, in sure, that sure. movie. I but, do, too. Um, That's the thing. People bag on Hathaway. I like Anne Hathaway. And the I, costume's a little ridiculous. But, but I Adrian she, Barbeau in the animated series. you got so many different course. versions to pick from. Well, animated so series me, is perfect every beat. I mean, every uh, villain, every voice actor. It gets a little wonky when it when he gets when well, there's an animation change, and then there's like okay, the first two seasons of Batman the animated yeah, I series. Only, I don't I don't really care for the new adventures. Yeah, to be but, completely clear. But I Batman like the animated before. series yeah. seasons one and two, which yeah. are that animation, Paul Dini, Bruce Tim, and uh, Shirley Walker. Oh, for the score. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Shirley orchestral, Walker, yeah. the the score, the every knockoff episode. of the Danny Elfman score. Well, he wrote it. Well, he wrote the theme. Yeah, he right. did the theme. But together we're on. talking about the scoring. Oh, of each episode oh, during the episodes is is Shirley Walker, who was brilliant. I mean, that everything's perfect about that show. So it's hard to compare those, and they're also a different mediums. So bringing things to real yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. But as far as bringing the comics and the shows and all the stuff we talked about to real life, I think they did a brilliant job with the costumes. Let's talk about the bat suit. We haven't really talked about that yet. I think it's one of the best bat suits we've seen I, live action. I don't like that collar. 
I don't know why. Like that collar bugs me. I think it looks good in like in stills, and I know Justin had this problem. Like in stills, you're like, oh, I don't know. But man, in live action, when you see him coming out of the shadows for the first time, and then for the rest of the movie, yeah, the way he looks intimidating, and the way the film is, uh, you know, lit, and uh, just the cinematography of it all. Yeah, I think it really works. I don't like it. Oh. I, I, say, I, I, I yeah, the suit overall going into this, I was extremely disappointed when they first revealed it. I hated the cowl. I, I just, to me, I'm not a fan of overly armored Batman. I like Batman to look like the classic look. Whether he's in rubber or not, I don't care. I just don't like him to look like he's Iron Man with a cowl. Hmm. However, when I saw the movie, like you said perfectly, Kevin. The way he was lit, he was almost always in darkness or a shadow. So the cowl, while it looked a little bit fugly and awkward at certain angles, because there's so many close-ups of Batman in this movie, I swear there's probably more close-ups of Batman's face <laughs> in this movie than any other Batman movie. There's more close-ups in this movie of any character. Well, for sure. But it seems to make sense. Because like the overall, way it's shot. This is the most we've seen Batman interact with the world. Yeah. Like, right? Like, he's in a crime scene. There's... Dozens of cops around. I like when those cops are like, "What up? What are you?" One of my favorite lines of this movie is like, "You're gonna let him touch that's evidence." He's like, "He's wearing gloves. He's got gloves on." Yeah. (laughs) What about chain of evidence? He's got gloves. He's got gloves. But it's so (laughs) under delivered by (laughs) Jeffrey Wright. He doesn't go. He's got gloves. He doesn't go gloves. You know what I mean? He it waits a beat and then he's go. He's got gloves. He's got gloves. Let him do what he's gonna do. I thought that was a good line. But so Justin, continue with your bat suit story. No, I mean, I I I started to fall in love with it. I mean, I already already ordered the. Hot Toys action figure of the <laughs> yeah. thing uh, that I said two weeks ago I hated. Um, yeah, it, you you nailed it when when you see him come out of the shadows in the opening. It makes him so menacing. He's such a presence, and I love love loved those boots clinging as he walked like spurs in a western. Yeah, oh that's my fair. god, absolutely adored it. Katie turned to me uh, when Batman comes out of the shadows to the Joker gang looking guys or whatever, and when Pattinson in the bat suit walks out like that, she turned to me and goes. Holy <laughs> like that first that was definitely the like you could hear like the you could the, dun, rum, the dun, rumble dun, of the crowd dun, 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 which I also I will say about the score is like all right there's a little bit of Elfman mm, right you can hear sure. it in the love theme when he when he and Catwoman are, t- are together on that roof I for love the, first the Catwoman time, theme there's a, there's up. there are hints of that mm. the, you can hear some Hans Zimmer in there and he has just found and I think Michael Giacchino how do you say the Giacchino Giacchino okay. the the Elfman theme to me has always been the Batman theme, right? This is the For like, us it always will. And the, I mean, but the Hans Zimmer one didn't know? really have a theme, right? It was just horns. Sort of, yeah. right? You know, uh, but this is the one where I was like, well, they've got another theme cuz that's really good, yeah. you know? And it's Kino goes hard on this score. Goosebumps and inducing did, in this movie. Um, I I loved it and the second time I paid a lot more attention to the score. Like I know Tom and I have talked before like we're not huge score guys with yeah. every movie we're not but in this movie, the first time I enjoyed it, the second time when I knew it was going to happen, you know, I didn't have to pay as much attention to the dialogue knowing yeah. what was happening and got to listen and got to look at all the little details. And that score is great. When Catwoman first shows up and, and uh, it comes back when she's at that uh, drug that drug drop drug thing, bust, that, yeah. you know, and they play her theme again. Like every time she shows up, that score is really effective. And throughout the whole film, it was. I just wanted to bring up one thing that I haven't heard anyone else say that I can't shake. When I heard that score for the first time, the, um, the Batman theme, doesn't it sound like the Imperial March? It does. I thought the same thing. No bit. one has said that yet. I kept waiting and for I it to, to well, Actually, if you go on YouTube, Kevin, there's there's a couple of uh, musicians that have already taken it and melded the and theme. I wanted the to Imperial do a mashup. March. Yes. I've, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I, got I, I noticed that when I was looking for uh, the soundtrack last week, which I've been listening to 
yeah non-stop yeah but I, I found that i was like oh oh my god and it's literally very okay. similar send it to me if i if you okay, have I'll, the link still but uh for sure. i love it i think it's really good but i couldn't get it out of my head that it wasn't gonna go dun, 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 dun. it's <laughs> yeah. just like there's a couple other notes missing to yeah no um, I, I had the same thought okay but uh he uses it extremely effectively the batman theme like the main theme yeah that you can find on youtube or buy wherever you buy. It's, it's available on CD. There you go. Apple see? Music and Spotify. Yeah, and so that. YouTube. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's they they bring it back throughout the entire film. Yeah, and keep bringing it back. Sometimes it's angry. Sometimes it's sad. Sometimes it punctuates the action of hits or that car chase. Man, that car chase was pretty. The car dope. chase. Uh, I don't like the car one chase. One of the best of all. No. What? It, I could, it was it was edited within an oh. inch of its life. I couldn't tell who was where in relation oh, interesting. to what. Oh, the fixed camera is so good. All I could no think way. the whole time was Tenet did it better. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There's some really good car chases that I was thinking of that it kind of reminded me of. I mean, it that, wants to be French Connection. It very much yeah. wants to be French There's Connection. French Connection. It reminded me of that. Yeah, 100%. and then I was thinking like other good scenes like Children of Men when they're inside the car and looking around, which I know obviously pans more, but I'm thinking of good car chases from interesting angles. And this one is really interesting because the camera, it's pinned on the front of the Batmobile, it's pinned on the front of the Penguin's car. And so you see the action looking at their face and these actors are doing the work. Like you have to realize that if you're not just look, pulled back and looking at a bunch of cars driving, yeah, right, if you're looking right, at right. their faces and you're experiencing the car chase by their reaction, well, like also Speed Racer. Just yeah. like, but also you got to think they're not moving, right? Like, like those actors aren't moving. How believable? They just got stuff like yeah. going on the sides of them. And Maybe. how believable was it? Yeah, like, no, I, thought, I, mean, I thought Penguin it was looked, really good. Penguin was excited, then he was scared, then he was angry. Come on! And then he's you know, and at the end when when that you know you got that <laughs> got hero you. moment, the I hero moment. I got you. Yeah, yeah, right. And then he comes out of the flames. The score punctuates, and then Batman gets out with the spurs clanking. Right, and you see the fear then on Penguin's face, who's been so you know <laughs> it is in a, control. The problem with the, I thought that scene was great, and I think him walking up to the car upside down is. Great. I like that shot, and then lit, I went, just barely where, lit with rain, and oh, I didn't fire. like where he bends over. I don't know I why. Like, oh. I, like when he's upside, I kind of want him just like because it's the, like in your head, you know, it looks. I cool wanted him for, to grab him and, and pound that's what him I wanted. I want him to pull yeah. the door off and then yeah. pull it's, him out of the car. It's because when he bends over, like it looks cool from that angle, right. but you know, from any other angle, <laughs> it looks it ridiculous. It's funny because it's just like he's saying, like, "Hi, are you okay?" <laughs> but yeah, I wanted him to like pull him out of the car oh. and put him up against the car. Seek a bat. Yeah. <laughs> that's another or, moment where Kate turns to me. She's like, "Oh hell yeah, yeah. Like, it's yeah. cool." Uh, but you guys, you, you got to mention though the Batmobile itself. Because oh, I, yeah. I thought that thing was a beast. It was a monster, and I know so many fans were so against it when it was first revealed. Oh, I dig it. Yeah, it's so just like a it muscle a car with a jet engine, but it works yeah. so well here, and they present it. I think it's the first time for me since the Burton movies even yeah. where the Batmobile really is like an animalistic thing. Yeah. I liked the Tumblr. The Tumblr's really not a Batmobile, it. though. The Tumblr's but a tank. It's a tank. And I mean, thanks, to me, Frank it was Miller. their version of the Batmobile, so I never really got too deep with that. But I get it, but... Here, Feels like the Batmobile. There's like a tank style thing in, at the end of the cult, right? You have to reread that. Like, and that's that's what it always reminded me of. Okay. And that I it, always thought the Dark Knight Returns, where it was where like he, the, he pulls that out that, because yeah. there's like basically like martial law and war in the streets, and okay. he needed something next level. But like, 
My problem with all the Batmobiles, I've never been a big Batmobile guy for any of them because they're they're all ridiculous. Like you can <laughs> right. you can't drive that on the street. Like that we don't come to comics for that. <laughs> but yeah, but, I mean, but cool like, but if you're looking, gonna give us a so grounded cool Batman, then get you know then right. then give us I a agree. realistic looking Batmobile. Right. And, so on this one, yeah, and I like this yeah. one. Honestly, I, this might be my favorite Batmobile. Like, I think I, look wise, eighty nine has just like a certain aesthetic to it. It's co- it's, it's cool, cool looking, looking as a toy. Right. Right. And, right. Right. And within the that world, I guess it works, but it's like thirty feet long. <laughs> like, I mean, good, good luck trying to maneuver a turn. Yeah, in that that's, like, that's the Burton thing. You know, that's you want your real superhero. Your real superpower apparently is parallel parking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but every, he put he put backup cameras on his car before any of us. Yes, yeah. but everything looks so cool in the Burton movies, and that's why it's like you know he's got his own aesthetic. Yeah. And I totally understand digging it. Because but I I think this one I agree. Like the souped up engine, the the flame yeah. on the back. When like, that thing revs up out of the dark, the lights kick on yeah yeah when the first time we see it, it it's that special batman moment it was the first time in the movie when i watched it for the first time where i was like okay this is a batman movie yeah. it's finally i'm finally feeling like a kid where that inner child's coming out where you hear the sound you know what it is and they tease it with the lights blinking yeah it's it's Did an exciting you, moment, and even though this movie, I definitely would have to say, is not for children. I no, don't think no, this is a movie hard for kids PG-13. at all. Yeah, but this is a moment where that inner child comes out. Like this is a Batman movie, and it's an exciting moment for everybody. The whole theater roared, and they. they I thought it was a per- perfect scene. Perfection, yeah, I think kids would be bored to death. I this think movie. that's probably kid, true. Yeah. Kid in the aisle in front of me got up and down probably about no le- no less than thirty times at least, yeah. and he said, "Is this over? This is boring." Yeah, I, you could hear. I mean, I, was, I had a family that took their daughter out because she was scared within the first thirty minutes. She yeah. was sitting right next to me, and she was scared by the opening. She was scared of Riddler, and she looked like she was seven. So yeah. you know, this parents is, beware. I say PG. Th- this is P- hard PG thirteen, and I think this is one of the more accurate ratings to where it's like PG thirteen means like probably around twelve, thirteen. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, no, um, true, true. And all. Let's talk about the effective use of that PG thirteen. I think this movie. If you were told it was an R, you'd probably be like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel like a PG-13 right. movie is what I mean. There's no crush no, there. When, when, when the Riddler is smashing that dude's yeah. head in, I was like, oh, it was us. interesting. Your one F-bomb comes very early in. I think it was smart. They I think it was trying to establish. Establish yeah. that, that to fool people and to not thinking. thinking it's, it's a harder movie than it is. I was yeah. just yeah. about yeah. to say that. I loved it because I, the second time I really noticed it right at the beginning in the first crime scene when the uh, commissioner says that when Pete says that yeah. F word what is it happy f-ing Halloween yeah right? yeah because my first thought was like it comes so early I'm like do you get more now no, like you're, you're the mean? one you but but in your mind subconsciously you're thinking like yeah we've got violence we've yeah. got darkness we've got murder we have an f-bomb nothing about it screams PG-13 yeah. so you go the whole movie subconsciously not even thinking us we're looking for things like blood we know there's reasons right. why it's not r but really i don't think that it was missing anything by being pg-13 yeah. right there's nothing in this not movie where you go oh i wish there was more blood because batman is <laughs> hyper violent right yeah like i yeah. mean he's it, I, he's angry he's angry which is, which is a different yeah. th- that scene i wish they kind of hadn't shown it in the trailers but i guess that they had to to, to again to establish what kind of movie I didn't this catch is. it. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, did you really never see the trip? Didn't oh, know. Wow, I impressive. was in the movie theater. You know, it came up when I was in a show, and I ignored it. So I mean, I saw it kind of right. Input, but, but like yeah. that scene when he grabs that guy by the arm and just waylays the crap. That's the advantage of this suit, right? Is the Burton suit, the it's Clooney, the, the Burton suit, the Clooney suit, and the Kilmer suit, and even the first Bale suit 
are not practical right. to help them move. Yeah, they're not. You're not able to do what you're able to do here. With exactly. This. Exactly. Dark so Knight you, suit. I don't like the design of. I hate that suit. But as far as being grounded and realistic, like tactical it's the gear, suit ever. It but, is the worst. But suit. it's I agree. the most like armored. Like a real person could maybe not get hurt if they were wearing it. Like yeah. it. But even but even Bale, they never had Bale beating the that of a guy like we see here. Yeah. I mean, I think. You got to give some credit to what Snyder did with Affleck because it was the first time we had seen in a long time where in that in Dawn of Justice where Batman's literally killing the people, brutally yeah. oh. demolishing bad guys, and here they take note from that. We get this Batman. I mean, the dude's going to need reconstructive surgery after this. Yeah. I mean, he's pounding his skull right into the ground. But he I never, but he never kills anyone. He doesn't kill a and single that's person. That's the problem. Snyder takes it too far, and that's what we all talked about with understanding the character. The Snyder movies were hard hitting. That warehouse scene was badass. He but pushed when, some people off the rigging. Nope, they were all, they were all, on wires. all had wires. But someone got shot though. Were they? they were yeah, they were all hooked to wires. See, yeah, they were smart. But even then, like if Batman does something like that, I'm like, okay, like you're that self defense. You're in. Sure, the, you're sure. in the moment. Right. But right. like Batman to deliberately be like, I'm ending your life yeah. now. Here, eat this but bomb. Stab you in the fucking heart. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Batman shoves that guy against the concrete wall and leaves a blood yep. splatter. He killed him. Yeah. And that's not yep. Batman. Yeah. I he just, has, when I he has guns I, on his ship, or as you know, I guess he has guns in the. I just he kills people in the first time. He hasn't had any guns on anything. He's had guns on almost all of the bat on all of them bombs or something yeah, yeah right i honestly there was a there was a moment in this where i was like i swear to god if two little gatling guns pop out of that car because he does have <laughs> like that's the thing is he does have some technology let's right? talk about the gadgets i thought he uses that grappling hook throughout the movie in a believable like it pops out he yeah. uses it i thought it was a great use of pulling people that or going- i have been saying for as long as i had a creative bone in my body that Batman should have some sort of contact that is AI and linked to things where he can look at somebody and, be, and bring up their police record mm, and see yeah. who they are. Scott Snyder did that in his in in the new Fifty Two Batman, and I thought I'm like this is brilliant. Yeah. Like this is one of the coolest gadgets Batman could ever have. So the fact that he has that in this one, I was like, yes. That is one of the coolest gadgets Batman has ever had. Yeah. So throughout the film, Batman and Selina Kyle use contact lenses, and they're able to either transmit the live video to Batman's computer, or uh, he can like download it after right. it's been used. Because right. he says in his journal, "I need to remember," because it's important to him to understand why he, he's doing what he's doing, what he did, so he does not forget and lose sight. All that stuff. I yeah. love the psyche. No, I think that's fantastic. Into. So we see the contact lenses, you know, and we see how they're used. Um, I think that's a good time to talk about like suspending disbelief in these movies. This movie's super grounded, but it's also still a comic book movie, right? Yeah. So you have to suspend certain disbelief to where that contact lens technology cannot exist. Like it no. just can't. It just can't. It's well, too thin. I mean, like, it, it, what, what can you like? Well, think about Google Glass, right? I know, and it's a huge honking glasses with a camera sticking off the side. That's true, but I mean, how long? You know what I mean? Like, what I'm saying is that with current present day technology, sure. as grounded okay. as this movie is. That exact technology doesn't exist. No, Similar it was the biggest stretch I think out of any of this stuff. It's really. the most comic booky thing. But that's where you go. This is billionaire Bruce Wayne who has been perfecting and honing technology. He's a Wayne great R and D. He's a great detective, but he's also a genius, a scientist. Uh, you know, he knows technology, and so you rich. Sus- <laughs> so, so you suspend. So you suspend your disbelief into thinking a contact lens can exist. Well, I th- I think the thing with the contact lens for me is that it's it's like. Just outside of our reach, right? right. Like, That's what I'm it, saying. It's not. It's not so far advanced that it feels right. ludicrous. It's not like put this chip in your brain and now like right. you can control the weather like that. You're just like, where <laughs> did a, that come? A, That's a flash villain. What are you doing? Yeah, we're like like 
this is like just a smidge mm-hmm. ahead of where we're at. That it's it's it doesn't take you. It out makes of it a it. comic book movie, yeah. but it also doesn't feel completely implausible, right. right? Because I think the next step, besides from, ga- I mean, it's kind of part of gadgets, but is the uh, the hits that Batman takes from not only I punches t- and pulls, wow. but I guns. Know what kind of armor that dude's wearing? But that's cause... what I'm saying. To where you. Ha- if you're going to be grounded, you got to say, oh, a blast from a shotgun or even getting shot by a handgun at close range. You can't just walk around after that. And you have to say, well, he's Bruce Wayne. He has contact lens video cameras. He has some kind of impact resistant well, technology under the suit. That means when he gets, you know what I mean? Here, so here's what I will say about that yeah. is I agree with you. Totally. There's a scene in this where he is turned off the lights in the in this in the arena. Right. Oh, no. He's in the iceberg lounge where right? he kills the power. And these guys are firing. Oh, he goes auto- up the Falcon suite. He, yeah, he's that's but a he, great but looking scene. But he's fighting. Uh, it's a, it's I think lit it's, by the gun, by the gunfire, right? Players, yeah. But he's being shot with automatic rifles, right? Yeah, at almost point blank range, yeah. and he's fighting his way through that. Then later in the movie, he takes a shotgun to the chest, and he can't get up. I think the. I mean, right? but I like, do think so the I one just, just shotgun blast compared to. I get. I mean, it's you know, all just, unbelievable. So just consistency. But, that's all I'm saying. But like, I do play think. By that, I do think, think a shotgun. Knowing nothing about guns, I would think a shotgun blast would have more yeah, impact force than a like in hit bullet. by a truck. Yeah, by one bullet. Yeah. Yes, I agree with that. But when in that scene in Falcon yeah. in the iceberg, he's getting shot a lot. But if yeah. he has some kind of technology under his armor that lessens the impact, I think it'd be easier on smaller caliber bullets than the shotgun blast is so powerful. Maybe. I'm just talking about comic make fake technology whatever. That's yeah. how I at least No, I I just think, I was like when he gets shot at the end, I was like, well, totally. You did just get so, shot by a bunch of rifles. What did he inject himself with? What was that green thing he injected himself Venom? with? Venom. Yeah. Adrenaline? No, it's venom. Yeah. People think it's green. It's clearly like more than just adrenaline. You in a real world, we think adrenaline. Right. That's what I thought. I just thought it was whatever Batman came up with, some kind of. No, it's I know, formula. but it's but venom. Brad Hyen's like, ask Joe because if he venom. goes because he goes crazy. Yeah, and that's he, or or it's Lazarus Pit. Oh, really? Oh. I mean, that's the deal. When they when yeah. you get when you go into the Lazarus Pit, and you, you come, out, come out, you crazy, go crazy. Right. But also, when Bane injects himself mm-hmm. with the with the venom, he goes. Mad, which like for and, a second, but the real world app. I mean, he goes, is, he goes, goes, goes mad like for two seconds, beats the guy yeah. up, and then he's like, but it's not a lot, one. right? Like when you look at Venom, yeah, it's or, true. Or the Venom is coming he's, in like a backpack. He's, of, well, he's yeah, got like right. injectors yeah. into his arm. It's it's like he just neck, came yeah. from a rave. <laughs> I like the. I didn't catch the no, first he's, time. I, I think that first time I saw it, I was yeah. like, well, that's interesting. That's pretty cool. And given like we should say, well, I'll briefly touch on most of this stuff yeah the riddler is a is an orphan they don't call him edward nigma it's edward something from the comics national yeah, that's his name in right the comics. they call him ed yeah. you know um and, and he, is and he targeting... eventually becomes edward nigma Correct. so enigma yeah. edward nigma yeah. uh <laughs> i love movie. jim carrey's riddler i love it it's a very different riddler love it it's different but i love it it's you fine know? yeah we find out that Jim Carrey, he plays Plastic Man. End of story. Done and done. Failure from the start. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So we find out that Thomas Wayne is running for mayor. Uh, Martha, who is in Arkham, has a history of mental illness. Uh, and then a certain a reporter for not the Gotham Gazette, which I was like, well, that's a big mistake. I don't know why you didn't call it that, but all right, uh, is an Elliot. Mm-hmm. And we know that in the comics... It would be um, it Thomas would, Tom- Elliot's grandfather in the comics. Is that what it is? They used the name that was his okay. grandfather. Yeah. Thomas Elliot uh, is going to reveal that her, her mental history. Thomas Wayne goes to the room and says, can you shut that guy up? Yeah. And he's like, wink, wink, sure. Yeah. Uh, and they end up killing him, and then they're across the screen is a giant like hush because yeah, he was trying to quiet him. Hush, right? Yeah. So we know that Tommy Elliot, who yeah. is Bruce's friend in the comics, becomes yeah. this character. Hush, and hush I was is like, great. 
Hush is all right. I, Hush is all I right like in the, the one story. story. Yeah, yeah, no, the, in the, the, in the, in the, the story, story Hush, Hush, that's yes. fine. But then they was like, yeah. this character's popular. We'll throw him in everything. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for people that haven't seen it, but I heard in the animated Hush, which I haven't seen, they change they who Hush it. is. It's not good. But the I animated mean, version is terrible. Which kind of makes the Easter egg here yeah. more understandable because of Riddler's right. in the story. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So, the, you know, there, there's a, those are the two. Hush and the Court of Owls are kind of the two. The first card he gets. So Riddler leaves behind cards for Batman to the Batman at every crime scene. The first card they give him is an owl. Yeah. And then when you see those newsreels yep. and how it looks creepy like the Court of Owls, yep. Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo stuff, yep. I'm like, the Court of Owls would fit perfectly that's, in this world. So to me, that's what I would do next. Don't do the Joker. You can bring in. you Your district attorney is dead at this point. Mm-hmm. Bring in Harvey, Harvey Dent. Dent. Yeah. You you've got a new commissioner. No, well, I guess you. Oh, you do, right? What's that? You've got a new commissioner, right? Well, they've got to get one. But I guess I don't yeah, think they, they have appointed one. Appointed him. Yeah. We didn't yeah. see it. It, it will be Jim. So, shockingly point, enough, yeah. yeah. So you've got they've set this up. That's what I did. That's what I wanted to briefly say is that they give you all of these characters who you don't know, mm-hmm. right? So in the comics, you've got Chief Lo- like Loeb, who was the commissioner at one point, and in this movie, Pete, who's the commissioner at the at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. That guy's name is from the 66 Adam West series. That's a deep cut. Reeves is a huge 66 fan. Like, he grew up with it. He and loves the it. cowl. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the cowl with the stitching, yeah, stitching and the, and 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 the that, rounded yeah. nose, yeah. not a pointy nose. There is influence. So there are uh, that phone that rings yeah. in Wayne Manor. I know yeah. it's not red, but, like, he had a phone that looked like the one that... <laughs> well, you had this... Had a, he still had a fucking rotary phone. Yeah. He had Wayne the Manor. bus. <laughs> he did that, that was bus. a yeah. statue that's yeah. in the background. Yeah. He doesn't pull it, but, like, it's there. So Reeves is a huge fan, so you will find sprinkled throughout. So a name you wouldn't recognize the top of your head but that pete name is uh 66 so character. but he looks like commissioner Loeb, yeah from the long halloween stuff but he dead spoilers oh, for yeah. everyone he's dead so we should just say real quick the whole thing is riddler is trying to take out corruption in gotham city so police officers are are dirty cops are getting killed da is getting killed um the mayor there's a fascinating story maybe i'll just post it on the site but uh the collar bomb thing have you heard that's a real story yeah have you not seen mm-hmm. that have you not seen oh that? my god yeah it's a yeah. whole documentary didn't on we, netflix didn't we do oh, a, i haven't we didn't do an I, episode i read the on, article about it it's called yeah. real genius you yeah. gotta watch there's, it didn't we do an episode on 30 minutes or less i don't remember if we did an episode on i it haven't or heard not, of it, but it no. was 30 minutes or less is uh jesse eisenberg I've seen the movie. That's the, sorry, it's, that's yeah. the, it's based on that. Oh, Remember, yeah. they, he orders the pizza and he goes and delivers the pizza and they put well, the bomb crap. around his neck. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> I read a really good article. Yeah. Post it, but I'm no, like, no. But you're absolutely right. The the uh, there's a doc. There's like yeah. a five part docu series on Netflix. It's absolutely bonkers. Fascinating. Okay. Okay. So and maybe, I, fair warning. They show the bomb going off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've got all these different pulls and inspirations from real life. But Joker, you know, you've got the Zodiac inspiration, obviously. And uh, so Riddler is killing all these people, leaving cards for Batman. But he's basically trying to clean up Gotham. And at the end of the movie, Riddler's like, look at what we did. The last thing, the last piece I, of the puzzle. I love the fact that, like, Riddler was basically manipulating Batman to do, all, to do yeah. to do his footwork the whole time. Right. Like, I was like, and what, okay, that's... You, the last clue that Riddler leaves is uh, find the rat and bring him into the light. Yeah, and so right, Batman right. does just that, brings Falcone out. It's after Catwoman has already said that uh, he's her father that she, he didn't like really know about, but he hooked up with the mom and so he's like oh crap he tried to kill her whatever all that stuff happens he brings him out and then uh, Riddler shoots him with a rifle from a building nearby and so 
Riddler played Batman as smart and good of a detective as he is. He's like almost the world's greatest detective at this point. Right. Right. So he's got some things to learn. And the fact that he manipulated him and then the Riddler in his mind thought they were teamwork. Like he's like he's giving Batman marching orders and Batman's taking them like they're right. They're buddies. Exactly. Because Riddler is only really stopping really bad guys. Right. But he's not doing it the right way and not in a way Batman would ever condone. But that's the thing though. Riddler's not just murdering randos like these are they all have a point. So, So really the thing is is when thomas wayne was running for mayor this renew gotham program was set up one billion dollar fund and it was sitting there right there was the money was there and then thomas thomas died no oversight correct when thomas wayne was killed which is interesting because they never reference his mom which i just think was interesting they said when thomas wayne was murdered they never say anything about martha no they do i think Uh, they don't they only talk about his dad which i do think is an interesting Hmm. thing i thought it was just relevant to this like because they're talking about him as mayor, not that it never... That could be, but I did think it was interesting that somebody was like, if Thomas Wayne was murdered in 2001, they were walking out of Shrek, yeah. not <laughs> not the mass of Zorro. Zorro uh, the gay blade. And apparently yeah. Gotham in 2001 <laughs> has orphanages from the 40s, Correct. like yes. Uncharted. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, but like, so this, this money was sitting there, and yeah. these these people saw an opportunity. The cops were getting into it. Maroney was getting into it. Falcone was getting into it. And Falcone wanted a bigger piece of the pie. So they set up Maroney. So he turned informant on right. Maroney who had what's called drops. I like that they made their own drug. Yeah. It wasn't like Coke or heroin. It's like drops, right? And they have the cool, the green onion looking guy that you see in the very, uh, the second, the, bur- scene, he's the, the, the robber, the robber, yeah. the convenience store, uh, the convenience store was called good time convenience yeah. store, yeah. which is great. Cause it's one of Pattinson's, you know, best roles. And Aaron reminded me of that from feeling film. So thank you. Oh, smooth. Yeah. So he sets up Maroney so that then Falcon can take over the drop operation. Right. And get the money from that and everything. And so really that's what this whole thing is about is all these cops protecting Falcone. And in the end, we find out that Falcone is basically running the entire Gotham and has been for 20 years. And He's so the mayor at the Gotham. end, he says, it doesn't matter who gets elected as mayor. Falcone's the mayor. He has been for 20 years. Right. And so, you know, it's all about that power play. And that's what the Riddler's trying to do with all this is he's killing the corrupt people of, of Gotham and whether they're the commissioner or um, district attorney, the DA. Yeah. What's uh, that is Peter Sarsgaard. It's one of them. Sarsgaard. But not part of the family. I figured it out. <laughs> Peter Sarsgaard is sorry he's not a Sarsgaard. That is exactly right. That's yeah. how you figure it out. Um, so and he was really good in the movie, but all these people are corrupt. Riddler's taking them out, leaving clues for Batman. Uh, and, and one of the last people he tries to kill is Bruce Wayne. Yeah. The sins of the father, something, to something. The to the sun yeah. yeah and so that's i do also that when they figure that out and gordon turns to look and he's gone yeah. and i was like all right right on and at least i get it once that's and i right. think editing wise that's a really cool scene where it throws you off because you think that it's real time when alfred's opening the letter yeah, yeah. and then when batman's trying to call home and it's like the housekeeper that answers it's uh what was the, who was the who was the housekeeper from 66 yeah it's and, an, and harry aunt, aunt harry, aunt harry. It's I, I swear to, to god i was i was praying so hard that her name was harry but that's but that's the <laughs> homage it is supposed to be it harry. is for you sure know. yeah he goes something terrible is gonna happen connect me and i'm sorry sir it already has it already did. and you see this as he's driving towards Wayne Tower, you see smoke. The way that they threw you off with the editing. Yeah, I also like that Alfred was like, nah. And like you could see him throw it away. I was like, well, he survived ex, that. Like ex, was, this is the X. This is the this member. is the year. This is the Earth One. Yeah, Alfred. Alfred. Yeah, Andy Circus was really good as Alfred. Yeah, for really I mean, he's not in a lot, which I appreciate. I can't wait to see more of him. Yeah. That's the, the only takeaway there. I, I liked what we got, and I understand why yeah. we had the other characters where they were in terms of focus. 
when he was there, he was good. And I just, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that relationship. Well, and I'll say about that. It's like, uh, this, the reason we don't see a lot of him is because we don't see a lot of Bruce Wayne. This well, is a Batman I, movie. Yeah. I, we've, we've always right? made jokes. We joked about Stallone and Judge Dredd where he's constantly taking off his helmet. <laughs> uh, you see a lot more of the other, you know, Keaton and Bale. And yeah. although you see them, you know, hell, Keaton tears his own mask off at one point. Yeah. Where this there are one, literally like three scenes with Bruce Wayne in this whole three hour. You movie. get the the funeral of the mayor. Mm-hmm. You get him, the, him figuring out the ciphers with Alfred. A little bit in the Batcave hospital in the hospital, and that's yeah, and those I and mean, those scenes aren't very long. Yeah. So it's dare you, I say not to cut you off? There, no. Do we really even see Bruce Wayne in this movie? That's that a great was my question. takeaway because the diversity between the two personas for me was not there. My second viewing, I really started to understand that's really what he is. Yeah. He is he's so obsessed with this. This has taken him over entirely where he even says the line, I don't care about that. Right. There right. is no Bruce movie. Wayne in his mind. There really yeah. only is Batman. Yeah. He's only, when he's taking the cowl off, and even when you look at his mannerisms, the way he moves mm-hmm. when he goes to the funeral service, he's still moving like Batman. There's no difference in the two people there yet because I he think is we'll see more of that in the sequel yeah, exactly That's right but in the other movies there was always a you put the mask on totally different yeah, character totally but i think the Aff- i think affleck was the one that got is you know as much as i don't like those movies affleck is the one that got that the most right right when he walks into that server room and the gal's like you know he's doing the batman thing and the gal walks in he's like I like your shoes. You know, he's very dopey and very yeah. like, you know, Christian Bale's pretty good at throwing him off the scent with that, the Playboy stuff. But that he was, only does it once. He does it in that scene at the hotel where he jumps into the pool. Yeah. That's a and pretty then, good establishment. No, I agree. But, I agree. But yeah. like, but to, to his point, to your point is like from there on, yeah, he's just Batman without a mask on. Where, so, and this is the same way. He, there is no, cause there, Bruce Wayne, the Playboy, the Playboy Bruce persona Wayne. doesn't exist yet. Right. Yeah, he's right. only Batman. Even when he goes to that to. funeral, he's just yeah. like, I guess I'll go. Oh, whatever. I'll Even the look on his face, yeah. the way he turns his head to look, it's, it's all Batman. Right. You know? And I don't know if that's, that was a, a distinct thing that he thought in his mind when he approached it in terms of performance, or if it was just all on the page. But I, th- it was a little jarring the first time because for me, I was like, wait, there is no Bruce Wayne here. But I understood yeah. it so much more watching it again that, dude, he, th- it's taken over every single second of his life. Yeah. So I, I really loved that obsessive nature about this version. Yeah. And I th- I think uh, the last big thing is just the homage to the comics. I think, was it uh, was it year one with the flood in Gotham City? So there was there was a flood storyline aftermath. And- that's what, cataclysm. Yeah. Were like the two like back to back. Yeah, I thought it was in. I don't think one. it's in. One, it's in one or two. Like there was an actual storyline of Batman where Gotham floods. Yeah, and yeah. It, like you know, there's more, an earthquake, right? I it, think, yeah, because it was like it was like the, it, there was something, and then it like caused the flood. Because then there w- it was like a like a, a crossover event between all the different branches, all and the then, different, and then there books. was like like yeah, the aftermath of yeah. it wrapping. I think it, up. it was. Yeah. I think it was Cataclysm and Aftermath. They're like the two big ones. You're okay. right. There is. There might There's be something an, in Earth. I'm pretty one. sure Riddler does have something to do with it, but it's been a while. So anyway, uh, Riddler's in Arkham. Like they've got him. They've 
you know, stopped this guy, but he's already set up vans around the city. They've got bombs in them. They blow the whole Gotham city floods. They go into um, uh, Gotham Square Gotham Garden, Square like Joe Garden. said. <laughs> and the big deal is like at this point, people really aren't sure of Batman. The police have been chasing him, all that stuff. He's but public enemy number But you've one. got the whole Gotham city gathered trying to survive in the Square Garden. And you see Batman basically risk his own life to stop uh, electrical wire that's hanging down from that was cool. electrocuting everyone. Yeah. And you get that beautiful moment with the red lighting and the flare the Blue, flickering and oh, he's man. leading the people out and uh, then he's helping people evacuate on helicopters and when that lady reaches up and grabs his, ch- his hand and like he could take her hand away he could do whatever yeah. he, he actually embraces yeah. and puts his hand on hers to let her know it's going to be okay and I think that's the symbolism of now the people understand Batman is the hero. That right. That's also a moment we've never seen in any of the movies. No embrace that's like that. That's what I'm that. saying. Yeah. It's yeah. a nice redirect for mm-hmm. Batman because the Batman, the dark and gritty Batman that everyone wants, is was a re- reaction in the 70s when crime rates were soaring and right. everybody wanted a vigilante that would do the, the dirty work that the legal yeah. system couldn't do. And, Bill and, Kersey. Yeah, and it's, yeah, <laughs> it's where you get Death Wish and Punisher and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And and so we've basically been telling that story for years and it's and and now in the aftermath of of you know the police force militarized yeah. and George yeah. Floyd's and Ferguson like maybe, maybe you know all of a sudden like maybe that's not the best story to tell it's not and and in this but in this movie he starts off as that, well, right, right they give you that for a yeah. movie and then at the end they kind of punctuate it by going yeah that might have yeah. been a bad idea <laughs> yeah. and and so that's I'm great. interested to see how they move forward so here is this is the thing here is my fear this is going to make massive money, right? It's yeah. g- it already has. Yeah. 120 yeah. million opening is the projection for this weekend. And we're coming out of a pandemic. Well, knock on okay. wood. Yeah. We're, we're working, you know, like things are starting to change a little bit. Are you bit. afraid that every DC movie is going to look like Batman again? I am again? terrified. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The, I yeah. tweeted that now, when I saw now, it. Now, granted, like... Aquaman is already in post. Yeah. The Flash is done. Uh, Black Adam but is they've finished. they changes after production in the past of their movies so, right like yeah they've so done that this before I mean, joker coming fear. out didn't didn't change anything and What's that, that made a lot of money too that's so. true joker was dark uh, yeah. and made a billion dollars and they didn't then yeah. say oh shazam or whatever like they didn't yeah but to that, that to me the joke that joker movie is so a different it's own but, thing. Different but i will thing. also say matt reeves has been very vocal that this is not dce exactly. or whatever right, like it, right, you right, know right. he's like this is its own world and the same with the joker's its own world so they can leave them separate three spin-off I think shows DC Green and warner brothers yeah. has a good idea that they want to keep this diversity there in comparison to marvel and i'm not going to shit on marvel I've, I've done that enough over the years <laughs> on a constant basis but those movies work for a lot of different reasons, but here it excites me a lot more to see filmmakers be getting free reign and creative control over something. And that's what we got here with the Batman. This is not a cookie cutter paint by numbers committee made movie. This is them letting an auteur make a movie about a character that they're very passionate about. Give them a lot of money and look at the end product. Look Which at the suicide. Squad. Brilliant, say, that's a, that's a, it's Batman a bold movie. move because they tried that. Right. Mm-hmm. They tried that with Snyder. They tried that with David Ayer and it failed. Sorry, it failed. So they bring in James Gunn yeah. to be like, hey, can you can you fix this? And he was like, I'll give it a go. And he fixed it. And that gets its spinoff TV show. They bring in That's Matt brilliant. Reeves. Suicide Squad was great. Peacemaker's great. <laughs> I did not know what to think of Peacemaker by episode two. I almost gave up on it. No. I kept going, and I was like, all right, Isn't this it works. great? Yeah, this works. So, so now you have the Batman, which is successful critically, and with the fans, financially it's going to be, and it has three spinoffs. So you've You're got the Gotham, Penguin. Got, Gotham Central. Gotham PD. Yeah, is what they're going to call uh, it. It's Gotham Central. Yeah. Uh, the Arkham show. Mm-hmm. And, and Penguin. Then, and then Penguin. So I think, like... It, 
I don't want to see Robin. I don't. Robin doesn't. It's hard to pull off Robin in the present that's day. What you, I'm you saying. You can't have a 14 year old out there fighting crime, like, which yeah. is why you got Chris O'Donnell as being in right. Like it's and and that's why after as much as they'll like strip mine the archives of Batman, <laughs> yeah. they you just can't. Yeah. They just that's, can't uh, find give him their his path. own movie. We don't they just it. can't find the path right. to Robin. And I, I do just want can't a night see a Robin movie. standing next to to Pattinson. I just don't. For yeah. me, at least in my mind, I don't see that. There are versions of Batman I could see a Robin next to. This sure. isn't one of them. No. Yeah. What about I, eventually a Nightwing? Wouldn't that I would be love cool? to see it. But, but how do you get the Nightwing without a Robin? No, no. Like well, you have to tell it in the future. I just mean, yeah. or, gotta, or you do what if, they're doing and if, make it its own. But Pattinson's young enough where they stick with this long enough. <laughs> maybe in ten years you you can see a Robin next. No, you'll to him, do. But it. I still don't know how you do it with Terry a kid. McGinnis. Yeah, you get so. a Batman, I, I, but, and I don't want to see Superman. Like I don't yeah. want to see anything no. else attached to this movie. Let this either. be its own thing. I don't know. And how luckily, su- we're not going to. Yeah, we're hopefully yeah. not. Very outspoken about that, so that's great. Pattinson crushes this yep. as Batman. Yeah, I, I think agree. He's he a great Batman. Does. The haters have no room to speak anymore. Like he's moved on way long ago. If you've watched Good Time, if you've watched Harry Potter. Yeah, no, that's the lighthouse. But uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, lighthouse. You, yeah, you've seen his work, and you know he can do it. But this is the movie, and we said it. It's going to be big enough to finally prove that. And he's great. Yeah, yeah. I think he's yeah. a great Batman. There's a lot to like in this. I just wish it was tighter. Yeah. Like I could see that. Yeah, I get that. like I, I, this yeah. is not a bad I, movie I by any that. stretch of the imagination. I just wish it was tighter. Sure. Yeah. I also you, you do feel the length at times. Yeah, I also will say uh, about uh, there's another podcast I listen to called I Fanboy. Uh, it's about comic books and a about 10 to 15 years ago I wrote an email and said I would really like to see a movie where the Riddler is like the Zodiac and they were just like no, <laughs> no that'll never happen way. it sounds terrible do you it's, have it did they answer I have, it they did answer it I have to find it somewhere oh my god but, it's, it. I mean, but I mean like it's so early like it may have been one of their video shows it was so early on I had uh, it must have been like 2000 Please find it, Six. though, where you exactly yeah, predicted I, what yes, they were going to do. You have to. And they said, no, it is a terrible idea. And one of them is a writer on the Batman, which is <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, what, man, it would have been like 2006, yeah. 2007 when that happened, when, <laughs> I, when I did that. But yeah, I, it got poo-pooed. And then when I saw this trailer, <laughs> I was like, I called it. I knew it. So yeah. that's all. Yes. So, uh, well, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the virtual t- or the real table. Well, there's also a virtual aspect. <laughs> ah, you know what I mean. And everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And I have a written review of the Batman on ReviewSTL.com. And Justin, where can people find you and your wares? You can find Epic Film Guys on literally every podcast platform. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We did a spoiler-free episode on the Batman last week, and I'm proud to say that we're probably going to be doing an Epic Film Guys classic episode, spoiler-filled, with the old-school EFG members this coming week. So Sweet. be on the lookout for that. Awesome. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and of course, don't forget our Patreon. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Popeye kills Mulderin. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already warned you. Hi. 
This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.